And I mean real work, not writing down gobbledygook. Christian Arkan. We like to hippie in here. Christian and King. Weekdays, noon to 3 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. And streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. What do you need? What do you want? Can I not just live here without having to occasionally deal with you animals? Now, here's Christian Arkan and Tom King. Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com, streaming live on TuneIn, our final show. Nice to have you with us today. Your phone number is 603-883-9900. You can text in at 845-827-1250. Got a lot of great calls so far today. And frankly, this game coming up is not really all that interesting. It's only going to be interesting if they lose. So if you want to just call and talk about the show or whatever, you can feel free to do that. We're good either way. You don't want to evaluate the Houston tight end production? Not really. Don't want to evaluate the Houston cornerback. That one kid from Londonderry, he could he could go off. Actually, you know? he's not that bad. Yeah. He's played pretty well. He's caught 50 balls. 50 balls? Yes. Yeah. He's a six-round pick. That's pretty good. I know. What's his name? Ryan Griffin. Ryan Griffin. Yeah. Six-round pick. Mm. 203rd, first overall, 201st overall. In the 2013 draft. So, it's played pretty well. He could be an X-Factor. Well, here's the thing. He won't be an X-Factor. Here's the thing. He probably will catch a couple of passes because that's all tight. That's all Osweiler throws to. Mm. It's tight well, ends. Him and Hopkins, yeah. Yeah, because they're right close. Well, right. he can't hit Hopkins. I know. So, he has to go to the tight ends. There's a safety valve, and he always has to go to his safety valve because he can't read defenses down the field. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. It's a bad quarterback. Oh, Bill O'Brien. Oh, no wonder he wants to get out of there. You know? I'm not going to sit with this guy for the rest of my career here. Mm-hmm. He knows. He knows. O'Brien knows it's a no-win yeah. situation for him there with Osweiler as quarterback for the rest of his, you know, he's got to go through, I think, one more year of guaranteed money, and then they can cut him and, 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 and eat $36 million. I know it. It's a tough situation to be in. And you know what? It's only, like you, you laugh at them and say, oh, you dumb Texans. But at the time, they just needed a court. They felt like that's all they needed. And if they could just get in a guy who was decent. Exactly, cause Hoyer and if was Osweiler right. could have just been decent. If he could have been what he was They would have won 13 ago. games right, this year. exactly. He was so bad. He and they still terrible. won nine games. I know. Like if he could have just been half decent, league average. Yes. They probably would have gone 11-5, and five, maybe 12-4. and four. But he was horrendous he was that bad yes exactly and again o'brien didn't go after him the general manager and ownership did and they just sent him a contract and he go oh, yeah this is much money where do mm-hmm. i sign yep you know they never brought him in to talk or work him out or anything like that you know i know and i don't think o'brien had a part had a big part in it and if he was the best option and if that's the case... Right, I mean, it, it, he was the best option available, Osweiler was. I, I guess, right? Kaepernick, I mean, there wasn't anybody no, else. No, there wasn't anybody else. Kaepernick yeah. was still, you know, if they picked up the option, he was still 49er property. So they couldn't really go after him. You know, Osweiler was an unrestricted free agent. Mm. And the only other unrestricted free agents were all stiffs that were backups elsewhere, other places. Like, Hoyer, I mean, Hoyer, you know? I mean, yeah. they're going to re-sign Hoyer, you know? 
There was nobody else to really pair up. Osweiler, Cousins re-signed for that one-year deal with Washington. Yeah, that was a big, yeah. Now, they could have gone and thrown some money after him. I'm surprised that maybe they didn't try that. Yeah, they could have, I guess. But, I mean, other yeah, than but that. Yeah, but see, but but then again, they might not have been able to because Cousins franchise, it was franchised. Cousins was franchised, that's what I mean. Yeah, right, he got so, the one-year franchise Right, deal, yeah. so I guess, you know, because. For $20 free, million. Dollars. Yeah, when free agency starts, the guys who were franchised are already locked up. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't go after Cousins. Okay, so they couldn't go after Cousins. Uh, Bradford re-signed with the Eagles and then got traded to the Vikings the next season, but he was already re-signed. Um, RG3 signed with Cleveland. Yeah. Matt Moore re-signed with Miami. I mean, these are the best guys. Yeah, those. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Brandon so. Whedon, uh, Drew Stanton, Colt McCoy, Dan Orlovsky. I mean, that Michael yep. Vick. Yep. A lot of these guys didn't sign anywhere, but uh, Osweiler, out of those names, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh RG3, Chase Daniel, Chad Henney, Matt Shaw, Brandon Whedon. Yeah, and a lot of Brock sticks. Osweiler blows those names and, out of the and, water. And two guys who had already played there, Fitzpatrick and, and, uh, and Shaw. That's right, yeah. They were coming back there. No. So it's been, yeah, I mean. And I, he was I guess probably he was worse the than any one. of those guys would have been. Right. So it was the only one, other than drafting somebody. Mm. And they weren't drafting high enough to get anybody that was going to be. Well, I mean, they, you know, they, <laughs> Dak Prescott's. Dak Prescott's don't come around all that often. Right. You know, lower round quarterbacks, you know, like Brady. You know, lower round guys that that uh, that that all of a sudden you, you know, put them out there on the field and you see that they've got it right away. And the Cowboys saw that Prescott had it right away, even in preseason. You could tell. Yeah. So, um, but uh, this is just, uh, for Osweiler, just awful. I mean, how does he just not play that well? You know, I mean, it's not like they don't, it's not like they don't have anybody around him. I know. He can't read defenses. I just feel like we keep talking about how bad he is, and it's just going to be the anti-self-fulfilling prophecy. Nah. He's not Tebow. But you know what? If we do, we won't have to answer to it on Monday. Thank you so much. God bless you. That's a very good point. <laughs> right? 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 If we're wrong? Yeah. Hey, sorry. Screw it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, tell somebody Tell somebody who's around. <laughs> Here's a quarter. Go call somebody who cares. Yeah, right, exactly. You know? uh. The division round is coming up, and though we will not have to answer for these predictions, we make them anyway here yes. for the final time in... The National Football League. Some say this is the best weekend of the playoffs. The divisional round. It's when teams who have really earned their stripes are on the field on Saturday and Sunday in the quest to go to the Super Bowl. We start in Atlanta, the Deep South. The Atlanta Falcons, who have had a great year offensively. Sure. They will go against Seattle. It's a five, yes, five-point spread. Now, these spreads are a little, I, and these are current, I think, so as current as yesterday. That's fine. So We'll go, uh, we'll go with those, yeah, even if they moved a little bit. Yeah, because they, the, they moved a point down from the mm-hmm. Patriots. But Atlanta favored by five against Seattle. And you know what? I think Atlanta is going to rip Seattle apart. Really? I don't think the Seahawks have... 
the players in the secondary now with Earl Thomas. I think Earl Thomas makes a huge difference. He does. Seahawks beat him uh, <laughs> in Seattle this year. Yeah, I know. They beat him. They beat him in Seattle, and they got lucky because the official didn't call pass interference on. Uh, at the very end, right? right yeah, at the, at the end. On Richard Sherman. And they should have. And Matt Ryan has been red hot. And I think the Falcons will win by more than five. I'm going to go with Atlanta in this football game. All right. I'm going to uh, take the opposite here. I think it's a playoff atmosphere. The Seahawks are more accustomed to it. I know that their secondary is uh, not, you know, it's weakened without Thomas, but it's still pretty good. And I just, I don't know. I've been waiting for the Falcons to fall apart all year. I don't think their defense is going to be good enough to keep uh, Seattle off the field for as long as they want to. And high-flying offenses, I feel like, always end up losing to teams like the Seahawks. So I'm going to go with uh, Seattle here. To I'd pick them to win outright, but I'll certainly pick them to cover the five and a half. Yeah, they go. They, they lose against teams like Seattle when they go on the road. But at home, I don't think that's the case. And I also, I don't know, the bye week gives them that extra time. I don't know. I just have a funny feeling Atlanta's going to the NFC Championship game. Then we'll go to the 1 o'clock game on Sunday. The Pittsburgh Steelers against the Kansas City Chiefs. Terry Hanratty against Lynn Dawson. <laughs> well, not quite, but you think that the Steelers have all the stars here. They've got Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. They've got Le'Veon Bell. They've got uh, Antonio Brown. But for some reason, I think there's something to be said for what the Chiefs do and their deliberate style. Now, Pittsburgh blew them out, I think, earlier in the year. They did. In Pittsburgh. At Heinz Field, yeah. Right. This is in Kansas City. Again, early games, I don't count September games, except for the Patriots game. I don't really hold much water to. I also, Andy Reid is, I believe, 16-2 and two after uh, after bye weeks. Interesting. You know, regular season and, and uh, all that stuff. So... You know, you give Andy Reid maybe extra time to prepare. He, he does something with it. I'm telling you, I'm not going with any upsets here. I'm going with Kansas City. I think Kendall Reyes makes his <laughs> first game back in Foxborough. Yeah. His first play game in Foxborough as a pro. Next week in the AFC Championship game. Kansas City one and a half point favorites over the Steelers at home. We'll give Big Ben a one and a half, and I'm going to go Chiefs. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised you're going with them. Nope. I thought you'd go with Pittsburgh for sure in that game. Nope. I think, it's, I think you're going to go with the Stars and all that stuff. Now I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Here. It's not that they're Stars. It's that they're just, I mean, Kansas City even against a really bad defense. And Pittsburgh's defense isn't good, but right. they're not terrible. No, Kansas City won't tear Kansas it up. Kansas City can't score against the terrible defense. Yeah, they I, don't. I, I mean, I, they just don't. Yeah. And Pittsburgh can score. And I think they'll, you know, they just got enough options there between Bell and Brown. Two of the best players in the league. You know, it's one of the best wide receiver and the best running back. You got them both. Ugh. Another another case of a playoff team, you know, going in the it's Steelers certainly have more experience lately than the Chiefs do. Yes, they do. No, I, look, uh, there's a lot of reasons to pick Pittsburgh. They are on the road. There's a lot of reasons to pick Pittsburgh. Now, uh, on the road, I did some research. I did some research. Wow. Well, I had to read a column. <laughs> Be still my heart. Pittsburgh is throwing the ball, uh, throwing the ball on the road at home for about yardage. I think it's like a 500-yard difference or something. It's not that much. It's, it's negligible in terms of, you know, Steelers have won yards. eight in a row, by the way. Right. No, I yeah. know. I know. 
And the running game, they've run the ball more on the road than they have thrown it. Mm-hmm. They've run for more yardage on, uh, or, uh, than they have at home. They run the ball more on the road uh, for more yardage on the road than they have at home. What that means, I don't know. But you're right. They've won a lot of games in a row. They've, 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 they're hot. Ah. This is Roethlisberger's 19th game, Alex Smith's sixth game in the playoffs. Yep. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Yep, I figured you would. Make it interesting. I know it. Yep, I'm going to go Who KC. cares? I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Who gives a damn? All right, the next game, the final game of the day. Yeah. We'll go back to the Patriots to, to end it. Green Bay at Dallas. It won't be the ice ball because this game is going to be played in Jerry's world. Mm-hmm. But somebody's going to be on ice here after this game. Ha-ha. I think it's going to be Green Bay. There's another hot team I'm picking against. I'm going all home teams. Really? Yes. Yep. Dallas, giving the Packers four and a half. I know that the Packers are the trendy pick here. They really are. Why do you think they're the trendy pick? Because Rodgers is playing so Rodgers is red hot. Mm -hmm. But Rodgers doesn't have Jordy Nelson full strength if he plays at all. Right. He might not play. And Rodgers also doesn't have a defense that's as good as what, you know, uh, that, that I think can stop Ezekiel Elliott and Dak. They're not going against Eli Manning here. True. And, and the boat crew. All right? They're going against a decent offense with Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. They're going against a team with a running game is the main thing. Exactly. They have a running back. Right. You know, they only really have uh, Bryant and uh, the tight end. Um, Witten. Witten to really stop in the passing game. That's no, nah, I like the other guy, uh, the number eleven there, the Beasley. Bl- yeah, Beasley. He's pretty Beasley. good. Yeah, they like they like the Beasley. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. He's the Edelman type on that team. So I'm going to go Dallas here, and I'm going to give the Packers the four and a half. <sighs> Two rookies. That's what I'm stuck on. Two rookies making their playoff debuts. If it was one rookie, I'd. Probably go with Dallas, but it's two of them. It's two of them, and they've, had, and they've had two weeks to think about it. Yeah, you know, they. I don't know what they've been doing. I haven't seen them on any boats with Justin Bieber, but I, I you know, that's a long time <laughs> for two rookies to sort of sit and get ready for that first playoff game. Now, maybe they'll both handle it like champs, and maybe they'll both go out there and shake it right off and play their game and and do what they have to do. But I think it's more likely that Aaron Rodgers goes out there and lights it up uh, than Dak Prescott. So I'm going to go with the Packers. Even, right. without, even without Jordy Nelson, I think I'm going to I'm going to call on the Packers here. I think they're going to win. Uh, I got a disgruntled uh, fan already. Pete Johnson, my producer over at ETV. Really? He's a big Steelers guy. He didn't like the fact that I picked. I just invoked the Kendall Reyes rule. That's what I do. I know. You know? And I, it served you very poorly. It, it has, you know, <laughs> but I keep going. <laughs> I invoked the Kendall Reyes rule. Right. So you're going to go with the Pack here? Yes, I am. And you're right, by the way. Beasley led the Cowboys in reception. Oh, yeah, he's good. I thought Witten did. But no, no, he's Beasley good. Did. Beasley's really good. Mm-hmm. He had more yards than Bryant and Jason Witten. Yeah, but Bryant didn't have a great year. No. You know? He had more, eight touchdowns. They had the most touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. Nope. And finally. So, finally. One game left to pick. Saturday night at Foxborough in the 20s. Cold weather. Osweiler stinks. Brady does it. 15-point spread. Patriots will win by at least three touchdowns. Uh, 34-3 or something like that. I don't even think Houston gets in the end zone here. Obviously, I'm going to go. I'll give the Texans the 15, and I will pick the Patriots. Well, I'd love to just go four for four here. I know, you, wouldn't you? It would be nice. <laughs> You're not going to put your eggs in that basket. You know what? Who cares if really? I do? All right. Okay. 
I'll take Houston to cover. You know why? Because uh, well, who the hell cares? Houston covering. I don't think they're going to do it, but I'm going to pick them, too. There you go. There it is. Four differences on our final pick. I won last week. Through, at least I leave the postseason. That's true. <laughs> it doesn't really count until the postseason. That's what right. everyone says. Exactly. That's what all the coaches say. Right. And uh, that's how, how much against the trend we are in this show because all our regular season counts and the postseason doesn't. So, there we I'm go. picking all four away. I did that last week, too. Yes, you did. Wild card. I kept picking I the road team. Three out of four. Damn you, Vegas. They're not. Getting me on the back end. That's it. There you go. Uh, I got the Seahawks. Tom likes the Falcons. I like the Steelers. Tom likes the Chiefs. He likes the Cowboys. I like the Packers. And we both like the Patriots, but I'm picking the Texans because screw it. And uh, there's our picks. And there we go. In. The final day. The final picks in the National Football League. We are going to take a break. We'll come back with more on the Patriots and the Texans and your phone calls. At 603-883-9900. It's Christian and King. We're back after this. Give these guys a call at 603-883-9900. It's ESPN New Hampshire. I'm Kyle Montgomery with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The Chargers and owner Dean Spanos announced Thursday that the Chargers are moving to Los Angeles beginning in the 2017 season. The team will play at the StubHub Center in Carson for the next two years and plan to share the new L.A. stadium with the Rams in Inglewood. If the move wasn't big enough news, the Chargers also announced Thursday they'll hire former Bills offensive coordinator and interim head coach Anthony Lynn to be their new head man. Lynn was one of the favorites to keep the job in Buffalo, but the Bills hired former Panthers defensive coordinator Sean McDermott earlier this week. Meanwhile, the Rams hired former Redskins offensive coordinator Sean McVay to take over head coaching duties for them. McVay, who turns 31 on January 24th, will be the youngest head coach in modern NFL history. The Rams also agreed to terms with Wade Phillips to become the Rams defensive coordinator. Phillips spent the last two seasons with the Broncos, leading them to the Super Bowl victory in 2016. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The Home Depot is pouring more into paint. More washability, scrubbability, and affordability. Introducing Glidden Diamond Paint and Primer starting at just $23.98 a gallon. That's up to 40 bucks less than other paints claiming to do the same things. And it stands up to anything you throw at it. Staying beautiful for up to 2,500 scrubs. We count it. Introducing Glidden Diamond Paint and Primer starting at just $23.98 a gallon. Exclusively at The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only. Do you have acne or even the occasional breakout? With prescription-grade Proactive Plus, your acne can heal and you can prevent future breakouts. Try Proactive Plus 100% risk-free. Plus, get two free gifts and free shipping. Take it from me, Proactive really works. Get prescription-grade Proactive Plus, their amazing skin purifying mask, and a second gift of your choice. Totally free and free shipping. You're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear. Or you don't pay a penny. Call now, 800-281-8770. Which is worse, a trip to the hospital or the fees and bills that come with it? At the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center, they provide a comfortable and friendly environment while offering high-quality imaging for open MRI and low-dose CAT scans and ultrasounds, all at an affordable price. Their modern technology allows for accurate diagnosis while ensuring complete patient comfort and safety. For more information or to set up an appointment, please call 603-622-3670 or visit bedfordsurgical.com or baskimaging.com. 
Talking Boxing with Billy C. Every Saturday morning from 4 to 6. Here's my thoughts to WBC, who likes to parade around and act like they are the sport of boxing. They like to, to promote their belt as the belt to have. And for the most part, a lot of fighters follow that thought process. I think Canelo Alvarez would be in a position to really put some egg on the face of the WBC. On the home for boxing fans, ESPN New Hampshire. Did you know there are medical grants available for families struggling with child health-related expenses? The United Healthcare Children's Foundation is currently seeking grant applications from families in need of financial assistance to help pay for their child's health care treatments, services, or equipment not covered or not fully covered by their commercial health insurance plan. Grants are often used to pay for medical services and equipment such as physical, occupational, and speech therapy, counseling services, surgeries, prescriptions, wheelchairs, orthotics, eyeglasses, and hearing aids. Parents and legal guardians may apply for grants up to $5,000 at www.uhccf.org. That's www.uhccf.org. To be eligible for grants, children must be 16 years of age or younger. Families must meet economic guidelines, reside in the United States, and have a commercial health insurance plan. Families do not need to have insurance through United Healthcare to be eligible. Last year, the United Healthcare Children's Foundation awarded medical grants to more than 2,000 children. This has been a public service message from the United Healthcare Children's Foundation. Outdoor Almanac, brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal. When I think of my youth, I remember a stage of life that's vibrant and full of possibility. The same is true for our forests. A young forest is a light-filled place rich with quickly growing trees, shrubs, wildflowers, and other plants. It may look unruly, but it provides food and shelter for a wide variety of creatures, many of whose numbers have declined in recent decades. In the past, wildfires and flooding created this young forest habitat by creating openings for fresh new growth. Today, we have largely controlled those natural processes. The responsibility now falls on us to make enough new young forests so wildlife can thrive. Timber harvests, prescribed fires, and mowing can renew middle-aged woods, making them younger and more vital. Do your part by supporting young forest projects on public and private land. Become a well-informed wildlife advocate. Outdoor Almanac is brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Game's Wildlife Journal, the magazine for people with outside interests. The best sports coverage in New England. Make sure you tune in to ESPN New Hampshire. King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com for at least another 90 minutes, and then that's it. <laughs> uh, no stretch run today. He had his last show yesterday. If you missed it, well, you missed it. Yeah. Listen, Don't know what I, to tell you. I, I saw. I listened to the end of it. I didn't hear the beginning or anything else, but uh, just uh, I listened to the end of it, and uh, it was nice. Yeah, I, I heard through the grapevine that uh, Mr. Murphy will be on WEI tonight. Yeah, interesting. With uh, Pete Shepard. He always pops up. Yeah. Yep, yep. And that's the thing, you know. We're, we're we'll miss being on this show, but we're not we're not really going too far, you know. We both, yeah. you you'll be able to hear or see us both, you know. Here and there, we'll be around, all around. Yep. And, and again, uh, who knows what happens in the spring? Exactly. We don't know what happens in the spring. We don't know what happens in the future anywhere. I mean, I mean, when I left here a couple of years ago, who knows? You know, I, I kind of had an idea I might be back at some point. I mean, I, I give ownership credit. They told me I'd be back, and they were right. And they, I mean, they they were they were true to their word. Mm-hmm. So. 
and I, and I did come back. So uh, we got a, a, a message on our Facebook page, which we really don't do that much with. We have a Facebook think. page? Yeah, I guess we do. Okay. Yeah. Um, a uh, John uh, out of Manchester, who uh, I don't know if it's, he's from Manchester, but he uh, just, uh, uh, I don't want to say his last name on the air, but um, he was uh, the guy that we talked to in Catholic Medical. He was at, <laughs> you had the, the heart ailment, and he was in Catholic Medical Center. That's right. Yeah, and he yeah, just yeah. said, thanks for entertaining me while I was at Catholic Medical Center. So we're glad we can entertain you then, and we hope we get we we hope we entertained you when you're healthy too. So, and we also hope you're doing well. Yes. So uh, that's, we're the number one show among the infirmed. That's it. You know, the, the, that's the, those ratings are in fact. Yep. It's that's not. I'm not just blowing smoke here. No. You know the invalids, <laughs> those with the any illness, anybody who's uh, just recovering from surgery, whatever sick, it may be. If you're sick, we are on a prescription list. That's right. So you you should ask your doctor for you know well you can't now but I mean well you maybe a best of if you can find it on the internet somewhere. maybe also people tend to enjoy the show much more when they're loaded up on uh, when they're loaded up on morphine yeah that, that's, that's a, exactly it that's now, can sure. people find old shows on 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 the cloud and, and the internet and all that I stuff? think so yeah yeah so I mean if you you know you could ever want to listen to us you could probably find us there. I think uh, all the, all the on mis- our SoundCloud. I don't think anything's happening to the SoundCloud page. So, yeah. yeah. Um, we will have uh, all of our old shows are up there. Not all of them, but most of them are all up, there. up there. That's good. Great. And uh, we'll tweet out a link for it if you ever want to uh, go back into the archives and reminisce. Uh, my favorite moments, we'll play those in the 2 o'clock hour, but my favorite thing we ever did was when I interviewed those people at Tom King Bobblehead. That night. was just fabulous. That was my favorite thing. That ever. was fabulous. Yep, yeah. exactly. Uh, so we'll talk about that in the 2 o'clock hour. In the meantime, um, final thought, not final thoughts, but uh, any uh, sort of stray thoughts on this uh, Patriots-Texans matchup? Um, well, I mean, I think we're keeping an eye on what uh, whether Blunt is able to play or not. Mm-hmm. I think he, I, My guess is he will be able to play. Yep, I um, hope he does. How many receivers they have, as you mentioned. Is Mitchell going to play? Um, no, I bet he doesn't. So that would cut into the receiver core a little bit, wouldn't well, it? Well, then they wouldn't have to dress five, that's for sure. Right. So there you go. But my guess is they might hold him out. Did you know the Patriots have never lost a game that Deion Lewis has played in? Yes. Yes, I did. I mentioned that yesterday. Oh, well, la di da. Yes, while you were here. <laughs> yep. Yes, I did. And, they, have uh, not lost a game in which he, they have not lost a game in which he has been active. Yeah. Okay? Because he's been active and hasn't played. I think there may be a game or maybe he played a play or two, you know? But they have any game that he has been active, they have not lost. Mm-hmm. Because think about it, they were umpteen and zero. Like they still have to ten and zero start. I don't know. I think he got hurt in either in that ninth or eighth game or whatever. I'm not sure. Lewis. Yes, last year. Yeah, it was around. You know. Game. So and then and then he came back after the Seattle game. He didn't play in that game, and that's the last time they lost. Mm. It was the Seattle game? That's right. So. So there you go. Yeah. Yep. There it is. Uh, will this be Vince Wilfork's last game tomorrow night? Yes, it will. Yeah, it will. It definitely will. I think. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind he's going to play his last game at Gillette Stadium. I think Vince is going to hang him up at the end of the year. 11-year career. <coughs> I thought he was going to hang it up two years ago. You did? Yeah, I did. I was shocked. when I wasn't shocked they didn't pick up the contract. I thought Vince kind of figured out that, okay, the way this contract is structured, because remember, he left – you know, he walked out of there, left to clean out his locker and everything else. And then they reached an agreement in late March of uh, 2014. And, 
and he ended up staying for one more year um, and went to the Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl. I figured he'd go out on top. Mm. I figured that'd be it. And then he... Then they they then they let him go. I mean, they they said they wouldn't pick right. up the option on the contract, and I said, okay, you know, maybe they'll either re-sign him for a little bit, and you know, maybe he'll retire in training camp, or he'll just say, okay, that's it, that's it. He ends up going with Romeo to you know signs with, with familiarity in Houston and more money. And more, yeah, exactly. He got more money, so sure. you know, good for him. Good for him, definitely. But uh, I but I think this is it. Thirteen years, five Pro Bowls, uh, first team All Pro in twenty twelve, and a Super Bowl champion. Mm-hmm. Will there be a bust in Canton? No. No? No, no. way? No, I don't think so. He'll be a Patriots Hall. We, I think he'll definitely be in the Patriots he'll Hall. He'll be, definitely be in the Patriots Hall of Fame, but I don't think he'll be an NFL I Hall I think of at best he'll be a fringe <clears throat> NFL guy, and the only way he'd even get any votes is if it was a really weak class one year. I think that's the best he can hope yep, for. I think so. And that's no No, no disrespect him. to him. It's just a position where a it's tough. A tough position to, to really shine and, put yeah. stats on and, and all that yep. stuff. But, I mean... In terms of his importance, you oh, know, if he was if he was on a team that won three or four Super Bowls, then he would have definitely been. All See, with the Patriots, I think he was more important in the latter part of his Patriot career because they needed leadership. Yeah, and I, he, that was his most effective thing was he was a leader in that locker room. You know. Mm-hmm. So, but I and he was uh, you know in the community. I mean, he was. A real oh no, Vince Wilbert. You know, the, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he was. It was. He was a beloved uh, member of that organization. And out there in and, Houston, and he didn't Clowney leave. says he's his biggest influence. Yeah. And he didn't leave with any acrimony. Mm. You know, he said, yep, That's true. I, you know, and uh, it's strange to hear him and see him in another uniform. Um, but I think that Saturday night's going to be it. And I think it's fitting. If, they, if, if the Texans do lose, it's fitting that Will Fork's career would end, even if it's in another uniform, end at Gillette Stadium. Okay. I do. I think it's fitting. I think, and I think that too. he'd probably see that and, and he'd probably step away. See the irony there. Yep. Yep. So that's what I think. So that's, you know. But that, to me, this week in the playoffs and everything else, the playoffs going on, that, that's, to me, that's not the biggest. The biggest news to me, even though it wasn't really news because you knew it was going to happen, mm-hmm. but once I saw the financials. Yeah. The Chargers moved to, to Los Angeles. It's just greedy. I mean, yeah, why now why expect anything else from an owner? Of course. All right. Now you as a as a commissioner now look, I know Goodell works for the owners. Mm-hmm. I know it's tough for owners to block moves because if they want to move, they don't want anybody blocking them. But they're bolting, no pun intended, from a city that supported them for fifty five years. Fifty five years. Mm. fans haven't stopped going to San Diego. They just know that the owner is worth $2.1 billion and has more than enough money to build a stadium. Yeah. So they're saying, no, we're not going to support with public money to do this. Now, the city, I guess, said they, we have a little bit of money we can give you, but that's it, but nothing that's electable or votable. Mm-hmm. They voted on a hotel tax, which is already high there anyway. Right. And they said no. You know, and... Because they know Spanos has got the money. And he moves to L.A., which doesn't want them. No. They have no interest in the Chargers. None. Now they're cannibalizing the team that just moved there, right? Yeah. And these are two of the worst teams in football this past season. So now, after 20 years of not having any teams, 
They have two Los lousy Los Angeles teams. now has two of the worst teams in the league, one that's just starting over and one team that's on the end of a run that wasn't even that good to begin with. Right. And not <laughs> only that, but not only are you cannibalizing the, the Rams fans by shoehorning the Chargers into that same market, but I don't think, I mean, listen, is there anybody in Los Angeles really jumping up and down about the chart about the Rams? One season, does anybody in L.A. really give a crap about well, the Rams? Well, they get, well, no, but. But there's some people who but, might remember them when they were the old but L.A. But the Rams. Rams were a staple of L.A. Right. So that is, see, that's, so that's. And that's the, something. That's something. That That's why, I mean, the Rams definitely belong in L.A. I, I think. I think they do. I never bought, uh, St. Louis, just never, it just never clicked with me. Okay. So there uh, they are. And so there they are. And people who will come back but and say, it, oh, the Rams, they're back, But whatever. the NFL is so adamant that they, the want two te- they want two teams in L.A., and they try to orchestrate it so that they would do it. And But you're – look, all the stuff with Brady and everything else, with Goodell, I don't care about that right now. To me, this is more egregious. Yeah. As a commissioner of a sport, you do this, and you say, well, we tried to make it work. And No, you didn't. If you try to make it work, you turn to Spanos – and you say, you got enough money here. Yeah. There's no reason for you to, to leave. You don't have to move. You don't have to move. You've got fan support. You've got money. What There's are you doing? A team there. What are you doing? Yeah. But they don't do it because the owners of, want two teams in L.A. And they know the Raiders aren't going to go there. Because the Raiders want to go to Vegas. So the Chargers... Look, it was it was orchestrated, all mapped out. Was last year when they didn't get to partner with the Raiders and go there, mm-hmm. and the league chose the the Kroenke group, which they should have because the stadium was much bigger and better that right. they're going to build. <coughs> and they go, well, we really want another team there. Well, let San Diego try one more time, but we don't think they're going to do it anyway. So, you know, so that's what they did. Yeah. Surprise. And then in November, when they didn't vote it, you know, no surprise there. And Spanos was quiet, and he said, well, we'll make an announcement in January. We'll, we'll mull it over, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're disappointed a whole bit. But still, when you read about how much money they had, the reason they're going to L.A. is because they see dollars from that new stadium, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be this huge Taj Mahal and right. everything else. They're going to play for two seasons. In a 30,000-seat soccer stadium. I know. Before they get their big Taj Mahal. Right. Yeah. And they're probably hoping those two years they can sort of reboot the team. Because Rivers will probably retire in those two years. Exactly. They, they got to they, they start over. They yeah. won't even be called the Chargers when they go to that new place. They're going to change They're going to rebrand everything. I'm, I guarantee it. <sighs> this is just, I mean, it's awful. No one in L.A. cares about them. You know? No. And no one from San Diego is going to follow them. Right. Because they hate, people in San Diego hate, hate LA. LA. That's why they live in San Diego. Right, exactly. And they, they're they going to go continue to support this owner who just yanked the team away? How many Cleveland Browns fans rooted for the Ravens? Zero. They're no. not going to follow no. them, even though it's not that far away. They're not going to do that. No. And the best is Philip Rivers doesn't even want to go there. The NFL is... it's too debaucherous. The NFL, I mean... You know, I, I talked with, with Mark Breton about this yesterday, and Breton made a good point. I said the NFL should do what they did for Cleveland and, and say, look, we'll bring back a team at some mm-hmm. point with an expansion team. And Breton said, well, wait a minute. If they do that, they got to build them a stadium. Right. You know, because there's no owner there now. You know, there's no rich owner. I know. This is the richest, one of the richest guys in the NFL. 
And that would make what five five teams in California. Well, San I mean, Francisco, LA, San well, it's Diego, the same amount, Oakland, same be, amount anyway. Well, not with the Rams. Well, I mean, the Rams. I mean, it's the same amount as there is now. Okay, the, no, but then if they added another Chargers, oh, add another Chargers team, right? Right, it'd be yeah. six, six, I think, teams right? In California, right? It would be the old Chargers, the new Chargers, the Rams, the, the Niners. The uh, Raiders. Raiders and um, I guess that's it. That's it. Yep. So it's five. So five. five is a lot. It's yep. a lot for one state. Uh, 603-883-9900 is your phone number. 883-9900. More on the uh, move to L.A. and some of these coaching decisions uh, in the NFL that took place yesterday. That's coming up next here on Christian and King. Wherever you are, don't forget to listen on your TuneIn app on all smartphone devices. It's ESPN New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student-Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. All right, our Student-Athlete of the Month is Uta Sharma of Bishop Girton, one of the better Cardinals on the soccer field and one of the better Cardinals in the classroom, so to speak. What do you think the difference was between this year and, and in years past with BG Soccer? I think, like, really this year in particular, the senior class like was able to come together and, uh, like, kind of lead the team to some newfound success uh, like after struggling like so long together I kind of like knew that it was going to be like someone had to step up and I kind of like wanted to fulfill that role like Mm. especially my senior year you're going to Johns Hopkins what strives you in the class and what keeps you attentive I've always been kind of interested in like the math and science side of things but I like have taken some tough liberal arts kind of courses as well like Latin and stuff. How's the Latin class? That sounds tough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty tough. What made you settle on Johns Hopkins? I visited there and did, like, a couple campus tours, and I'm really, like, excited to be in Baltimore. Like, it's a really fast-growing city. It's, like, a lot of things are happening. Obviously, it's, like, a great school. Uddit Sharma of Bishop Girton is our Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers and all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. We just bought a fixer-upper, and I don't know where to begin. So I went to see Paul at our neighborhood Ace. I told Nate we have everything he needs to help him repair their home, from a wide selection of paint colors, craftsman tools, and the best lawn and garden brands. Ace is the place with exactly what you need, starting with help. Ace Hardware now is a brand-new store in Nashua on Pearl Street downtown. That's right, a brand-new Ace Hardware store in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua Ace Hardware is a division of Nashua Wallpaper. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic a shot. Down in front, picked up by Crosby. Lobbed down the ice. And the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to Jacobs. Three for the win. It's good. It's the three to win the National Championship. Steps back, puts up a three. Won't go. Final seconds. It's over. It's over. Cleveland is a city of champions. The Cavaliers are NBA 
champions. We've got it all here. This is ESPN New Hampshire. Interested in pursuing a career in radio or television? Visit NHAB.org, the online home of the New Hampshire Association of Broadcasters. Visit our online job bank at NHAB.org to view current job openings and even post your resume for potential employers. Students, visit NHAB.org to apply for the NHAB Student Broadcaster Scholarship and learn about available internships. NHAB.org, the online source of Granite State Broadcasting. Whether it's a pennant race or training camp, no one covers it better than ESPN New Hampshire at ESPNNewHampshire.com. Six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred is the phone number eight eight three nine nine zero zero. A lot of nice text messages coming in on the line here at eight four five eight two seven twelve fifty. We appreciate it here. The final edition of Christian and King uh, rolling on till three p.m. and then that's it. We don't go dark. We're not. You know, it's not going to just uh, like I remember the last day of BCN. Bradley J was on the air, and then it just went to static. Ugh. Yeah, they played Ugh. one last song, and then it just went. Ugh. Well, I like that. I thought it was kind of dramatic. You know? It is dramatic. But we're not doing that. We're going. We're uh, we'll just kick it over to um, ESPN program because Jimmy program. Murphy did his last show yesterday. That's right. So uh, there's no uh, stretch run anymore, and there's no stretch run after this, obviously. So right. Uh, ESPN programming next week will be ESPN programming. Some of the weekend shows will still be around. That's right. And uh, FNL Winter will still be around yes. on Tuesdays. Right. But the daily weekday shows will not be so. Um, Man, who knows? They may bring us back in some way, shape, or form in April. You don't know what's going to happen between now and then, so we're going to wait and see. But they're going FM, and that's the reason why this is all happening, because financially they have to do certain things to be able to do that. So. Right. And it'll be better for the station to be FM, believe me. Definitely. You know? so Not that we haven't had a great run here in the AM. No, we've done it. I think we've made the most out of the AM. I think that <laughs> it's been great. I'll tell you, when I came back here in April, this place had changed in a year. It's true. You know? It really had. They really had changed, and for the better. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully it'll, uh, in the spring of uh, 2017, it'll change again for the better. Yes. So. Um, little piece of news. Yes. Good news for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Boots They're off. Uh, very well-behaved and uh, inspiring assistant oh. coach Joey Porter. <laughs> That's right. Returning to the team after his assault charges from the altercation at a bar on Sunday night were dropped. Not all of them. Most of them were dropped. The serious ones were dropped. Yep. Uh, the Steelers' outside linebackers coach spent four days on team-administered leave, but will be part of the coaching staff for the Kansas City game on Sunday in Kansas City. Steelers president Art Rooney said, We've reviewed the available information regarding the incident that took place Sunday night. We've also reviewed the communications from the Allegheny County District's Attorney's Office indicating the intention of that office to withdraw all but the summary offense charges. As an organization, we have great respect for the job the Pittsburgh police perform for our community. Say that five times fast. Yeah, I know, really. We also respect the fact that there are ongoing legal proceedings stemming from the incident. We will await the outcome of the legal process, communicate further with the NFL regarding personal and conduct policy before making any further decisions on potential discipline. In a separate statement issued by the team, Porter, who was accused of picking up a bouncer after being denied entrance to the bar, grabbing the wrists of an intervening officer, said he is grateful to return to the Steelers. I regret I was involved in an incident that could have been a distraction to our team. More importantly, I regret that I touched the police officer. <laughs> touched the police touched officer. Touched the police officer. And I sincerely apologize for that action. Thankfully, no one was injured. wonder if they'll keep him at the end of the year. 
say, hmm. I don't know. You never know. Second year is their position, Coach. Right. Right. It's not his first run-in with authorities. As a coach? As anything, I don't think. Well, as a player, he was always a hothead. We, everybody knew that. Uh, 2010, was he still playing in 2010? Yeah, no. he was. Yeah, he was. Yes, he, he was. was. Six years ago, yes, he was. Yep. Arrested for suspicion Seven of drunken driving and accusation of assaulting a police officer resisting arrest. I'm surprised he went into coaching. A that was lot. all in Bakersfield, California, and all those charges got dropped. Yeah. Seems like he assaults a lot of police officers and then gets the charges dropped. I don't know how that is. I don't know. Did you give him teddy bears or what? Maybe. Yeah. Autographs? <laughs> Maybe. Would you guys like to spend an evening with Joey Porter? <laughs> I'll show you all the uh, I'll show you all the cool hangout spots in Pittsburgh. That's right. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Uh, God, these guys are something else. I know. Yep. I want you know. I mean, you think about it. <coughs> think about it with Joey Porter. I don't know a lot of the specifics of what happened, but would Joe Smith get the charges dropped? I don't know. You know. You wonder. Mm, probably you know? not. Depends on the lawyer, I guess. Who knows? Definitely depends on the lawyer. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, but uh, Joey Porter got him dropped. Yeah, and so the Steelers really have no choice but to have him back. Mm-hmm. I think so. They otherwise, face a lot of a lot of static. Yeah, but um, we'll see what difference that makes on Sunday. We will. We will see. Indeed, the Sunday games. I think uh, just because there's no obvious blowout there, that the the Sunday games will be a little more exciting than the Saturday games. Then again, that Seattle-Atlanta game, I think, has, gonna real, be has real potential. There. That's going to be a great game to watch. I'll yeah. be sitting in my seat in the uh, Gillette Stadium press box looking at that game and mm. hoping that uh, it's an entertaining game. they been some there, enter- like, at the beginning at 4.30, you're going to be there? Uh, yeah, probably. Right. Yeah, I'm going to get my pass at will call, so sometimes they don't set up right away. But uh, if I had the pass already, I'd probably be there at 2.30. <laughs> <You know? laughs> By like, the way, update on Jordy Nelson. Yes. He will not play in the game on Sunday. All right. According to Mike McCarthy, yeah. the team doctors would not clear him to practice. He spent one night in a Green Bay hospital for observation after getting hit by Leon Hall. Nelson was doubled over in pain, taken off on the cart. McCarthy hoped he would be able to practice uh, Saturday, but after further evaluation, Pat McKenzie, the doctor, and team doctor John Gray would not let him back on the practice field. Um, he will travel to Dallas. He will not play. Asked if he could play in a potential NFC Championship game if the Packers move on. McCarthy said, "We'll re- reevaluate." That's obviously a reevaluation thing. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that they would even pro- have him try to practice on Saturday and play. A source told ESPN Nelson avoided any major internal injuries, so I guess all his organs are okay. Yeah, just but, cracked uh, ribs, but you got to heal. They got to heal some. Yeah. So they, he can't. In other words, he can't take another hit there. And if you're going to tackle Jordy Nelson, a lot of times, where are you going to tackle him? Right. You know. Big so guy. yeah, that means. Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb will be joined by Geronimo Allison. There you go. He will be the third Geronimo. Geronimo. <laughs> trying to think of the last athlete named Geronimo. Geronimo Baroa. Remember the baseball player? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But they called him Geronimo. No, they called him I Ger- called him Geronimo. He, I called him Geronimo. You should, wait, am I wrong? Was it? I it, thought it was Geronimo. Geronimo, Geronimo. I didn't know it was Geronimo. Who knows? Whatever. Maybe it was his Geronimo. <laughs> not Geronimo? <laughs> not, not her Geronimo. His Geronimo. Yeah. Quite a Ronimo. Anyway, a downgrade from uh, Jordy to Geronimo is certainly a <laughs> certainly a big one. And that's again, that's why I just think that fourteen you, touchdowns. I think you're yeah. See, you're upsetting yeah. the apple cart here. I thought maybe he'd play. You know, I didn't think he would. Ribs, I didn't think so. I think you're upsetting the apple cart a little bit. Mm. And 
When that happens, you got a team that's on a streak, you got a quarterback that's red hot, and all of a sudden something goes a little wrong. Yeah. It seems to throw them off base a little bit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I'm thinking it might be tough, especially, you know, against the Cowboys. I yeah. don't know. It'll be, look, they'll be fun games to watch. You know, except for the one, you know, except for one late Saturday, <laughs> the eight o'clock Saturday game. Probably not that great. Poor CBS, because CBS, poor CBS. They don't. That's the only game they get. I know. That's it. You know, that's it. The NBC snatched up the other one. This Kansas City Steeler game is yeah. according to the new contract, mm-hmm. and Fox has both the NFC. Games. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty funny. I know it. So. Uh, you know, that, that's the bad. Texans injury report is out. Quentin Demps is questionable. He's a safety. Uh, John Simon, outside linebacker, is questionable. That's it. Receiver's not on there? DeAndre Hopkins is on there, but he's he was on the report. With he's probable, knee, but he's right? He's not questionable yet. Right, he's probable? Probable's not a thing anymore, right? Uh, no, doubtful. Is it doubtful it's not a thing? One of them's not a thing anymore. Oh, yeah, probable isn't a thing. You're right. Probably. He goes questionable, not. doubtful, out. Right. Yep. That's it. That's yep. what it is. And yeah. he, what's he listed at? Is he listed at it's all? Just a, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. All right. He's... His name's there, but there's no status. There's no status. There's right. no status with it. Uh, Savage is a full participant. He's going to play. He'll be, a, be able to back up Osweiler if he needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the thing. And I'll tell you right, right now, there, yeah. you're going to see Tom Savage in this football game. I think he if he's too. healthy enough to play, you're going to see him in this football game. Because mm. I think Osweiler is going to stink. Yeah, I mean, that's what he's been doing. And I think that, you know, look, Bill O'Brien would have played him last Saturday if he could have. If, if Oswald, you know, if Savage was healthy. He wouldn't go, he wasn't going, you know, he would have, he wasn't good. He didn't really want to go back to Osweiler. Yeah. He has no, he had no choice. So, that's, you know, that's the way it is. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah, Definitely. Six one uh, six one seven. How about six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred? The phone number eight eight three nine nine zero zero. Your number here on the text line. We got a couple of minutes. Did you catch the Bruins last night? Yes, I did. Oof. I caught. I caught. Caught him like a slap shot to the throat. Well, huh? yeah, with Portuka. But yeah. I caught what I thought was a period long Bruins power play. Oh, in the uh, in the last ten minutes last or 10, like minutes ten and a half minutes or whatever, 10, 10, 12 minutes. I don't know. I mean, every time you know, I flipped a little bit because the Knicks were playing too, and I wanted to see how bad they were, and they weren't that bad. They were pretty good without Persingas. But um, in the second period, uh, I caught most of the third. Okay, and what I caught was just constant Boston assault on on Nashville, constant, mm-hmm. and they got nothing. I know. They only had three power plays, and they scored on one of them, but you're right. But uh, I mean, the whole thing looked like a power play. Yeah. It was unbelievable. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't get it. That happens. You know, I saw, I told you, I covered a high school game on Wednesday where Bishop Girton was, you know, just, just uh, put 39, 40 shots on goal on, 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 sale, on the sale net, came away with one goal and a 1-1 one, one tie. Yeah. Saros had a good game, um, the Nashville goaltender. But, he did. He made a great save. Yeah. Uh, I forget who it was on uh, late in the game. It was just an incredible save. Pad save. Yeah. To, he went to his right. Um. But yeah, he had a great game. But I mean, I, I, you know, I'm watching it and I'm like, wow, this is this is you know the Bruins are really doing everything they possibly could to try to win that game. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The effort was there. The goal scoring wasn't, and that had to have been. 
deflating to lose Tuca that way, especially the way, I mean, a shot, and that's the second time in a couple of years now that they've Don't lost they the goal. Don't they have the thing down on the, I know. Yeah, but Subban, Subban two years ago took yeah, one off the Yeah, that's right, he took one the off the throat too, yeah, you're right. You know, yeah. I mean, you can you can have that thing there, but you're always going to have one small piece vulnerable. And, right. You know, you never know, you never worry about it until you get hit there. Yep. And it seems like the Bruins are just, just, just their luck. All their guys seem to be getting it. Right. Now, Tuca told Joe Haggerty after the game, I'll be fine. I don't know if he meant, like, I'll live or if he meant I'll be playing on Saturday against the Flyers. <laughs> but, you know, he did say that, and I assume that means he'll be okay. But in the recent, you know, in the close future here, I, I'd imagine he probably won't play on Saturday. Zane McIntyre called up. Hudobin is now floating around. Malcolm Subban is another option, I guess, but there's also a couple of guys on waivers. What do you think they do here if uh, Tuca needs a couple weeks? I don't know. You or me. What do you do? Yeah, You or me. Who's the, who's the number one backup right now? Because Kudobin was on Zane, waivers and sent down. McIntyre. Yeah, McIntyre's going to play, and they'll probably call, call up... Uh... Subban? Oh, jeez. You can't put Subban on an NHL ice anymore, can you? Isn't, isn't that, hasn't that... Hasn't that experiment gone by the boards? Kind of, you'd think. I, I mean, mean, what do they have to do with Hudobin since they already put him on waivers? He clear and he went down to Providence. They bring him back up. What's the? T- I mean, what what does that do? Does they have to? Does he have to go through waivers again to come back up? I don't. I don't understand what the. I don't know what the Jimmy would know. If Jimmy was around. Jonas Gustafson is he around? Or he's with Edmonton, right? Yeah. Who's around? I mean. You got two goalies in Providence, and you got a backup here. You got three guys, so one of them's got to come up. Yeah. You know? Unless you sign somebody off the street and put them on the, in, in the NHL. And I don't think they're going to do that. I think one of those, I think, I mean, I think you got to call up Kudo. Uh, yeah. I'll see what else you can do. I mean, he just got. He just got waived, cleared waivers, and got sent down. Just got the axe, yeah. You know? I mean, that happens in other sports all the time. Football yeah, players, the practice squad, all that stuff that they do, you know. They don't, they don't, you know, they don't take it personal. <laughs> uh, Anders Lindbeck, I think, is out on the street right now. Um, Nicholas Lundstrom. Lundstrom might be a, he might be somebody. Yeah. That's a familiar name, at least, you know. Uh, Ray Emery, Kevin Poulin. Oh, boy. Dan Ellis. I mean, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. There's I mean, backups really... floating around. Yeah, I mean, that's just it. You'd think any of those are probably better than Malcolm Subban, right? I mean, he sucks. You just can't put Subban back there. I don't think you can. <laughs> I, I just don't think you can. But hopefully it's going to be a moot point and he'll be back, and that's fine. Because if not, I mean, if they, if he's not. When's their next game? Saturday? Saturday, yeah. Home, feel, against, I, uh, home against the Flyers, home right? Home against the Flyers. Right, okay. A team they should beat, but. That's home, a big game because, anybody. again, Philly's one of those teams in the Metro that's, you know. You know, looking to uh, you know get wild cards. They got more points than you. Yeah, looking... one, one more point, but still. But that's the thing. That's why I say the Metro. Yeah. You know, that's a wild card game. No question. Six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred. The phone number eight eight three nine nine zero zero. Celtics are back in action tonight. We'll dive into that a little bit here. More on the Patriots as they get ready for the Houston Texans. Some uh, rumors now being squelched about some of the coordinators, the Jimmy Garoppolo trade talk still heating up, and your phone calls, of course, here at 603-883-9900. Final hour, and I do mean final hour of Christian and King. Coming up next. Come experience all the joys of living at Bedford Green. Only steps from the Merrimack River and Heritage